Hey everyone, it's time for another live look at the astrology. My name is Katie Sweetman, and this is your look at the astrology for October 30th through November 5th, 2023. So we are on the cusp of November. We're going to have Halloween tomorrow. We are coming out of eclipse season. We're in a period of transitions where one chapter has come to an end. And I don't mean October, November, but I mean this sort of eclipse series that we closed out with a full moon just this past uh, uh, Saturday. And that was the last eclipse in Taurus since, you know, that began in 2021. But we're in this other story that's just beginning to emerge, which we stall in October with the Libra uh, new moon on October 14th. But uh, yeah, like I said, we are in a period of transitions. If you're watching live, as always, please say hello. I'm just trying to figure out this transitional lighting because we're still in that like at least here in the east coast of the united states like right when the sun is beginning uh to set but yeah the the clocks are going to change next week in the united states at least but i think in canada as well and so yeah it's starting to get a little bit darker a little bit colder and that's the whole point of uh of, of scorpio season and scorpio is one of the four fixed signs of the zodiac the four fixed signs are taurus leo scorpio aquarius this is what's called the cross of matter the cross of manifestation these are the four signs that really govern the physical reality of our not just our collective experience but even our lives and you maybe you're thinking but i'm not a scorpio but you have scorpio someplace in your astrology you have all 12 signs of the zodiac even if there's no planets there one of the things that i like to talk about from time to time other than the astrology is 50 percent you are the, the you are the other 50 percent is for us to really see astrology as a whole through whole through a holistic lens because the the whole of the zodiac is just symbolically a container that we live our whole life in it's called the wheel of life and this is something that we can live in an instant we can live in a month we can live throughout a year as the sun goes through each of the 12 zodiac signs or we can live a lifetime and so there's something for us to learn and something for us to gain through each of the 12 signs as we sort of progress through each moment and when we reach scorpio we reach a sign that stands in contrast to taurus which is on the other opposite end of the sky and so here at least in the northeast of the united states the leaves are turning it's getting colder it's not just that the clocks are changing, but that the sun is actually getting lower and lower and lower in the horizon. And typically, or at least let's say historically, Halloween has lined up with the middle of Scorpio, 15 degrees of Scorpio, 15 of any sign is the middle of the sign. And that was that marked that sacred transition point. And you see these four points where there's sacred uh, celebrations, whether it's, you know, May Day, or Beltane at the beginning of May, well, that used to be 15 Taurus, but because of precession of the equinox, it's not quite lining up anymore. So the, the real air quotes, the real Halloween is actually closer to November 7th, 8th, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, that's when the sun reaches the midpoint of Scorpio. And that's the point between the autumn equinox and the winter solstice. 
we are going into the darkness. This is our time in the sacred journey through the zodiac where we are confronted by life. We are confronted by ourselves. We pull back the curtain and we sort of sense that this is a time that maybe the people who have passed on are closer to this earthly plane. So this is why we celebrate Halloween, Samhain. Um, Halloween was All Hallows Eve, um, which was the eve before All, All Saints Day in the Christian calendar. And uh, now we just do trick or treat and <laughs> we dress up. Um, but it does have very sacred roots. And it's to sort of, again, remind us that life is made up of transitions. And so it's not, like I said, it's not just uh, eclipse season. It's not just, you know, the clock's changing, that we are in a period of transition that will bring us, of course, through Sagittarius season and into the the, the winter solstice, which is where the, the, the daylight is at its lowest. And then we welcome the light again, you know, through Yule, through, through celebration. Um, and then we open up to the sun returning, which brings us the whole back to the cycle again. So anyway, before I get too much further, I'll just reintroduce myself for those that do not know who I am. Uh, my name is Katie Sweetman, and I'm an astrologer and psychic medium located here in the New York City area. And every week we gather live to talk about the astrology and like what's going on. And uh, like I said, <laughs> you hear me say, uh, the astrology is 50% and you are the other 50%. So we are coming out of eclipse season and this is just a good check-in with you all. How are you doing? How was your October? Was it pretty quiet? Great, fantastic. Did things happen? And eclipses don't have to be bad things happen. Things just get more intense. And sometimes we have these life transition points around the eclipses and sometimes even the month before. So this would have been September and even the month after. So we, of course, we're going into November and we will continue to see some ripples of the eclipses. And I, I, that, I feel like that Taurus full moon, I could like really feel the energy. It was the same day as Mars opposite Jupiter. So it was kind of this intense energy. So yes, if you're watching live, or even if you're watching on the replay, do say hello. How are you feeling? Do you feel that the veil is thin? Your dreams are strange. I was I had a dream last night. I was checking out churches to see which one I wanted to get married in. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah, how are your dreams? I know that sometimes dreams can be a little bit vivid at this time. Um, so yes, we're coming out of eclipse season. We are getting deeper into Scorpio and... Saturn actually turns direct this week. It's not until the end of this week on November 4th, but this is your time when I get to tell you again about my favorite planet. Actually, I was asked recently, why do I love Saturn so much? And if you remember, I'm teaching a whole master class. We're now three classes in on Saturn. And Saturn is my, one of my favorite planets. And maybe I'm supposed to say that they're all my favorite planets, but I do love Jupiter. But Saturn is one of my favorite planets because it gives you the structural framework for life. It's kind of like the zodiac. The zodiac is just a lens. It's a framework. Your life exists within the zodiac. And then Saturn is like the instruction manual. So wouldn't it be nice if life came with an instruction manual? And I'm like, yes, it would be here. It's Saturn. Saturn, depending on where it was when you were born, what sign, what house, uh, what aspects, 
tells me or tells any any astrologer it's like what did you come here to do what did you come here to become over time sometimes it takes 30 40 50 years to become that um what lessons are you here to learn and you know depending on how you look at it what's your karma with saturn and so saturn really gives us that bigger framework i keep using that word again of why we are here and there's other things in the chart of course but it's sort of the the that unifying thing that helps me to really get a focus on somebody's life because i'm i'm not not i'm not the astrologer to go to that's like okay what's going to happen tomorrow i'm i'm the astrologer to go to it's like let's look at life in a much bigger arc and um what is what is the whole meaning of your life and of course you know it's not for me to ultimately say what the meaning of your life is that's your it's your job um but to give you my own perspective of what you came here to do what you came here to become and sort of my joke is just do what saturn wants life is a lot easier so this week saturn is turning uh, uh direct at zero degrees of pisces and Saturn, as you may remember, has been in Pisces since March 7th, 2023. So just, what is that, eight, eight, eight months ago. And uh, this is actually a bit of a contrast because Saturn spent the last six years in Capricorn, which is its home sign. Uh, that was 2018 to 2020, end of 2017, 18, 19, and then the first few months, and then plus the summer of 2020, and then... Saturn went into March of 2020, went into Aquarius. That took us all the way until March of 2023. So this, these, and, and Saturn is at home in Aquarius as well. And it's a bit of a different energy. I don't know if you've noticed, maybe I've noticed. Um, it's a bit of a different energy with Saturn now in Pisces because Pisces is a water sign. And Pisces is also what's called Jupiter ruled. It's it's a Jupiter is the planet that governs Pisces. And maybe it's a little bit of a technical point, but it just means that we have to take the energy of Saturn and apply it to Jupiter. What is Jupiter? Jupiter is the planet that opens up our eyes to the world. Whether it's getting on a plane, whether it's going to college, university, whether it's just reading everything that you can possibly learn. It is the planet of seeking and exploring and going on a quest. And I realize this is kind of getting into sort of these more mythological archetypes, but that's what astrology is. It really plays on these mythological archetypes. So wherever Jupiter is in your astrology, it's a place that needs to reveal itself, where life and the world around you needs to reveal itself and where you need to learn about life and the, and the learning through Jupiter obviously is a, well maybe obviously not to you to me as an astrologer is a very different way of learning than Saturn Saturn's the, the hard lessons and the lessons that really stay with us and the lessons of maturity as well and Jupiter is is wisdom and knowledge but wisdom and knowledge can be hollow it can be oh I read that in a book I know everything <laughs> Um, or, you know, it's sometimes it's a metaphor, of course. It's like we, we read all about this country, we, we study its language, we study its customs, and we never go there. So do we truly know about that place? We, we need to go places. We need to experience things. And Jupiter wants to open up our eyes, not just literally, but metaphorically. 
it is the planet that also helps us to make meaning in our lives. And then on the other side of the coin is the Jupiter that rules Pisces. Jupiter and Sag is the external search for wisdom and knowledge. Jupiter and Pisces is the internal search. Well, now, now Saturn's there. And so Saturn says that over the next three years into February 2026, yes, Saturn spends three years in a zodiac sign. What we are building, what we are learning, maybe isn't physical. It's internal. It's spiritual. It's emotional. Pisces is a water science, the last water sign. It's about empathy, compassion, forgiveness. It's trying to make sense of things and trying to make sense of things that will never mentally make sense on paper. Certainly, how can you make sense of things in the world? How can you make sense of things in your life? How can you make sense of the things that have happened to you? And maybe it's one of the gifts of Saturn and Pisces is that we can start to detach, not in a severing detachment, but start to detach from the things that we've carried with us our sufferings, uh, our past uh, memories, because it's truly through Pisces, and this is through the highest expression of Pisces, that we can let go of something, whether it's through compassion, whether it's through forgiveness, whether it's through acceptance. And these are not always, uh, it's like, that sounds nice, Katie, but I know there's a reason Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. And that's the reason why it's, I think, one of the most challenging signs of the zodiac. And maybe you're thinking, but wait, I'm a Pisces. But Pisces, despite its pop astrology reputation, we, know, we don't really see it for its power, for its strength, because it acts as the bridge between this world and the next world. Pisces is the end of the zodiac. Aries, which is right next to Pisces, is the beginning of the zodiac. So here we are through the lens of Saturn into February of 2026, and we've got some pretty big lessons to learn. How do we let go? How do we make peace? How do we make peace with the things that, like I said, rationally on paper, we should never be okay with? But like I said, that's a high bar in Pisces, and Pisces can also make us, make us feel our suffering, make us feel our separateness. It's the two fishes. After all, one fish goes this way, one fish goes the other way. And sometimes we can really feel that pull between the physical and the non-physical, between the emotional and the things that we want to hold on to with Pisces. So everybody's going to live Saturn and Pisces differently, depending on you know, what, where, where Saturn was when you were born, maybe your own sense of uh, uh, maturity. And that's the thing about astrology is that astrology just measures time. It doesn't measure emotional maturity. It doesn't measure consciousness. And so each and every one of us is going to live Saturn and Pisces differently. And when I go through each of the 12 zodiac signs, we will see where Saturn is really pushing you to grow, to mature, to build, and in some cases, I'm sure you are all upstanding citizens, um, in some cases to show you where things are just not working, where things are actually out of order or out of balance. Saturn marks time and, and like while, while we are here on the physical world, we are under the laws of Saturn. Time, karma, and aging, these are the things that we can't escape. So we really can see life milestones. Whenever Saturn is making a major aspect, um, you know, I think 
I think it was not. I think I I, I know with the um, uh, solar eclipse we had on October fourteenth, Venus was opposite Saturn. So Saturn was pulled into the narrative of that Libra eclipse, and it says that over the next six months into March, April, 2024, we're not just working through Libra, relationships, connection, peace, understanding, trying to figure out a solution, Libra. We also have to sort of confront Saturn where something either works or doesn't work. We have to figure out the, the system and Saturn is so much about systems. It's about frameworks, about time. But then there's, let's say, Saturn going into Pisces back in on March 7th. So for each of you to go back to March, what was the story in March? Did you see a transition point? Did you see a change in the weather? Or maybe you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Katie. Um, maybe you saw the start of something, or at least the sense that something was beginning five, six, seven, eight months ago. We had another transition point in March, and that was Pluto uh, going into Aquarius. That's a whole other topic. Um, but March was the start of something, even if it's not completely aware right now. Then Saturn turned retrograde on uh, June 17th at seven degrees of Pisces. So June was a structural point in the year for us. It said, okay, things are going to build that's what structural means. Things are going to build around that June 17th point. So maybe you saw something, you know, before June 17th, a week or so before, a week or so after that really talked about responsibility, duty, commitment, um, and a personal milestone, an achievement, or something that really sort of pushed back on you in some way. Then Saturn turned retrograde, and then here we are. Saturn has gone all the way back to the beginning of Pisces, and it's going to turn direct on, um, gosh, on uh, almost a June, uh, November 4th of this year, so just on Saturday. And so something about this week, something about next week, we'll talk about this again next week, is a structural point for the year for you. What is building? What sort of achievements have you reached? Uh, what sort of feedback are you getting from Saturn? These are your mentors. These are the authority figures in your life. These are the air quotes, parental figures in your life. And Saturn can also show us where the bar is set higher. We've been given more responsibility. Oh, great, you can handle it. Here you go. Here's the title change. Here's more work. And you're like, but where's more money, Saturn? Why am I doing two people's jobs? Um, so see what the story is. And um, it's going to be very unique to you, of course. But then there's sort of the shared experience that you have based on your sun sign and your rising sign. So I love Saturn so much that I'm actually doing a talk for the New York City chapter of NCGR. Um, some of you may know what that is. NCGR is one of the professional organizations here. I think it's just the United States. It might be worldwide. Um, but uh, the link is not in my show notes. I will need to put it up there. It's um, not recorded, so you have to watch live. But I'm going to do... Um, I think it's an hour talk on the arc of Saturn. So that's just, uh, I'll put, put more inf information out there. And you can go to the website of the New York City chapter of NCGR to learn more. So let's, uh, let's look at the astrology of this week. This is uh, October 30th through November 5th. 
2023. And so as we start the week, we go into the 31st Halloween Venus, which is currently in um, Virgo, makes a trine to Uranus. And Venus was actually like the, the key player, the star, the starring role player of the eclipses because Venus governs both Libra and the Taurus eclipse that we had on the 28th. And so Venus making a, getting a, making a try means it gets a support. There's an opportunity. It's maybe not always obvious. Sometimes it's the thing about trying. So we get really excited. The opportunity is there. It passes us by because we need the energy of action and to to take the opportunity and to manifest it into reality. That's the, the energy of a square. Everybody gets, oh, I don't like squares, but squares make things happen anyway. So we have Venus trying Uranus. And so this may be something that plays off the eclipses. Maybe it's an opportunity. Maybe it's a chance to see things differently, but to see how something is trying to shake up the, the narrative right now. Then we get to later this week, it's mostly the moon that's driving the narrative as we go throughout the week. We have the moon in Gemini, then we have the moon in Cancer. And then, you know, even though it's not the last quarter moon, that moon in Cancer as we get to the end of this week does, it sort of ticks off of the um, October 14th solar eclipse. So let's see what the story is as we get to the end of the week. Then we get into the 3rd of November and we have Sun opposite Jupiter. So with the Sun in Scorpio, it's presently opposing Jupiter in Taurus. So that's these two signs that are opposite from one another. And some of you may know is that Jupiter has been in Taurus since May. So Jupiter is the planet that opens up our eyes and sort of gets us to see the world. We're doing that through the lens of Taurus right now, which is actually a very grounded sign. It's about money, income, material stability and resources. That's where we're doing our educational education at the moment. Uh, Scorpio is actually a money and finance sign as well. So maybe this opposition does play off of money and finance and assets and real estate, looking at spending, looking at themes around value and worth, for example. Sun opposite Jupiter can also give us an opportunity, even yes, there's even opportunities in an opposition to share what we know, to share our truth, share our faith. But here's the thing about the other side of Jupiter is we need to make sure that we're not being like, no, you have to believe this, where we sort of force our opinions down on somebody else. But in its highest expression, we can really share what we've discovered and what we've learned over the past few months since Jupiter has been in Taurus. <clears throat> also in the third Venus, which is in Virgo, it makes an opposition to Neptune. Venus Neptune um, is very magnetic. It's beauty, but in a way that is alluring. It's sort of it's beauty that's transcendent, but it's also this ability to have compassion, to be able to feel things, you know, maybe understand how the perspective that people are coming from. Because Venus again is one of the star players of this eclipse, the eclipse season that we just came through. Venus opposite Neptune is also can be a push of demand for us to let go, to forgive, to transcend an old story. And sometimes even it's a very emotional aspect as well. And we are feeling a bit sensitive this week, especially in regards to relationships. 
and then we get into the weekend um, on the 4th of November, Mercury makes an opposition to Uranus. So if you remember that Mercury, it's still in Scorpio, <clears throat> making an opposition to Uranus. An opposition can sometimes be confrontational. It can demand something and sometimes that we resolve two points of view, but also an opposition can make something be seen. It's the energy of the full moon in a way, symbolically. Mercury opposite Uranus can have, there can be information that can confront, that can shake us awake, but that information that can also reveal. Uranus, it can um, shake things up, but it is the planet of consciousness and it's trying to get us to see things differently. And Uranus can be very unsentimental. It doesn't care about the past. And sometimes we need to shift into a new gear when we have a Uranus opposition. Lastly, as I was saying in the introduction, Saturn is turning direct on the 4th. It turns direct at zero degrees of Pisces. And so we really feel these Saturn energies as we go into the weekend and even into next week. We have to make sure we brush our teeth, we eat our vegetables, we, we go to work on time, we have a routine and schedule, and we do all the things that we're supposed to do on planet Earth. Because like I said, while we're here in a physical body, we are under Saturn's laws, time, karma, and aging. So for some, it might be a little bit of a reality check, needing to take that step up for others really feeling this push of, and maybe for some even um, um, more responsibility in the form of promotion or some sort of recognition of all the hard work that you've been doing over the last eight months or more. I'm sure you all are doing Saturn proud. So that's your astrology of this week. Now let's look through each of the 12 zodiac signs, starting with Aries. Aries, uh, Mars is your planet. It's still in Scorpio. It'll be in Scorpio until the end of November. And so right now, there's a little bit of a deeper emotional vibe to things. It's a time to face yourself, to do the work, the internal work, the work of the psyche, to share your feelings, to explore themes around trust and vulnerability, and for some, even sexuality, power, control. And for some, it's even a focus on money because uh, Scorpio, almost said Scorpio, Scorpio is one of your money signs, assets, property, finance, uh, estate planning, wills. I know it doesn't sound very glamorous, but you know, like I'm, I'm a Scorpio, I'm going to talk about estate planning. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so this is bringing up a lot of emotions and to really sit with it because it's a productive time for you Aries. Uh, Aries, you are still coming off of that eclipse that we had um, two weeks ago in your relationship sign. And this, this is going to be an energy that's with you over the next six months and beyond. And so one of the focal points in your astrology at the moment is other people, whether that's the start of a relationship, whether that's a change in an existing relationship, that's it's a new season, or whether for some it's an end of a relationship but that's not necessarily going to be the case for everybody. I think it's on the 8th, Venus gets into Libra. And so this whole relationship story, uh, as we get into next week, is going to take the next 
step up. Um, Saturn, on the other hand, is in your 12th. And this is actually kind of important, Aries. Um, the 12th represents the end of your personal zodiac. And the 12th is where we have to step beyond this world. It represents the non-manifested world. And for some, um, this is a time for you to really look at spirituality. Um, I think in, for everybody, this is a time where you have to look at your spiritual baggage, your, your, your life baggage, um, because this is, in a way, you are wrapping up a 30-year chapter. Yes, 30 years. And when Saturn goes into Aries uh, for just a few months in 2025 and then uh, in February 2026, that's a new life for you. It's a new personal cycle. So use this time to do a lot of self-reflection yes over the next couple of years use this time to really let go of the things that you don't want to bring with you into the next chapter of your life use this time to get into these deeper existential questions i know it's a bit navel gazy at the moment in your astrology but it serves a purpose and i would aries i would also look at what was the story in march what was the story in june and what's the story this week next week as Saturn turns direct because it's part of this, again, bigger story that's going to take you into 2026. Taurus, Taurus, how are you doing, Taurus? You just had that last full moon eclipse in your sign. And uh, if you think back, Taurus, uh, you had a series of eclipses that actually started back in November of 2021. I would even go as far back as the summer of 20, well, I shouldn't say summer because some of, some of you are in Australia, but the uh, August of 2020, end of July, August of 2021, because that's when we started to see the first previews of that eclipse cycle that took you over the past couple of years. Maybe you feel a sense of endings, maybe your life is in the spotlight, and of course, every Taurus is going to feel this a bit differently. With Venus still in Virgo, this is it's focusing the energy of eclipse season and certainly focusing your energy on something called your fifth. Getting into who are you? What makes you you? How are you taking your gifts, your talents seriously? Always in the context of the past four or five years with Uranus having been in your sign since May of 2018, March of 2019. So there's been a lot of things that have shaken up over the past few years. And maybe you look back at the version of who you were in 2018. You're like, who was that version? Taurus is typically a sign that doesn't like change, but this is just the time in your personal clock. Astrology is a clock that's saying that this is a time for change. Then there's Saturn. And so for you, Saturn is in something called your 11th. So it's spending three years in total in a sign or rather a space in your personal astrology that talks about friends, community, society, humanity. Who are your friends? Sometimes when Saturn goes through the 11th, and I'm just being honest, it can be a little bit brutal on friendships because Saturn is very cut and dry. Either this friendship is working or this friendship is not working but this person supports you and really is a good um, you know ally for you for the next 5 10 15 20 30 years or they're not and sometimes saturn can feel like they are going going through your phone book and just deleting contacts you know maybe that's not the case for everybody but the purpose of this time is for you to build social networks, for you to build group connection, for you to know who your allies are, for you to feel like you belong someplace 
And if here we are, and it's going to November of 2023, and you don't have that, then how do you use the energy of Saturn? Saturn always wants to build, but first, sometimes Saturn can make us feel lack. Um, take the energy of Saturn and build, build going to 2024, build in 2025. And that's the whole point is that when you get to 2026, this area of your life should be rock solid. It should have a framework. That's the worth that Saturn is asking of you at this time. Gemini. Gemini, so your planet Mercury is currently in your six. Yes. And so this is a time to focus on health and wellness, um, sort of the day-to-day the -day responsibilities that we all have as humans. Um, and, and Scorpio gives your planet Mercury a bit of an a intensive focus. So maybe you're feeling a little bit obsessive about something, but you can take all that energy and put it towards a project, for example. Mercury will switch into uh, Sagittarius. I think it's in, um, looking at my calendar, the 10th. But until then, it's really trying to get you to clean things up, to get things organized, and to make sure the system of your life runs, especially with Mars there. Mars might be making you feel like a little bit of a workaholic at the moment, but uh, it's a good time to clean out, a good time to organize, for example. Then there's Saturn. Saturn is in your 10th, and it will be in your 10th until 2026. And so to have Saturn in such a prominent place in your astrology at the moment, the 10th is like the highest place in your astrology. The focus is on your professional life, the title after your name, the duties and responsibilities that you have to carry in the world. We all do. And that's the thing. This is a time where Saturn is really pushing you to take the step up into something. Maybe that's easy, maybe that's difficult, maybe you are feeling the, the, the need to hustle at the moment, but when you get to the other side of this, if you work with Saturn, you know, your professional life, your ambitions, your, your public reputation, the, your public life will be solid, that's the whole point. But there's just a the thing about having Pisces as a career sign, whatever you are building in the world, whatever you are building in your professional life, it has to feed your soul. That's the thing about Pisces energy. It can't just do it for the money. And so maybe if there's a little bit of soul searching and trying to figure out how to align your, you know, the, the, the steering wheel of life towards something that's actually going to feel like it gives you a sense of meaning and purpose in life. Cancer. Cancer, you weren't getting this lunar eclipse last week like the other signs, but you know, it is a lunar eclipse. You are governed by the moon. So maybe the question is, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Was that a, a bit of an intense eclipse season for you? This is all playing off, of course, that uh, solar eclipse that we had on October 14th that really centered its energy on home, family, roots, and foundation. So that said, um, you know, life is still shifting and moving for you. And I would look towards, uh, I think it was Venus going into Libra on the 8th. And that's when this whole, you know, eclipse story takes, goes into another chapter and phase because Venus will go into its own sign. Venus will go into the sign of the eclipse and it will go into your fourth. So there might be another transition point for you, second, third week of November. 
Saturn, on the other hand, is in your ninth, and it will be in your ninth until February 2026. So you are building something that's outside of the world. What do I, what do I mean by that? Well, the ninth is where we try to make sense. We try to search for meaning and purpose. We try to learn about the world. And for some people, it's education, higher education. For some other people, it's religion. For somebody else, it's publishing. It's sharing wisdom and knowledge. For somebody else, it's really figuring out what you believe in. What do you stand for and what do you think is true over the next three years or two and a half at this point you need to figure out what do you believe in what do you stand for what do you think is true whether that means putting it into a book because you're writing it and you're publishing it whether that means really standing behind a philosophy that really helps you to organize the way that you see your life um maybe this is just a very existential time for you and and this builds off of that whole three-year period that you had of Saturn in the eighth. And that's like after everything that you've been through the past few years, what do you believe in? What do you stand for? And what do you think is true? But for some, this is uh, to, to go back to the comment about education. You really need to focus on education. And this week, next week could be some sort of personal milestone about education or even travel. Leo. Leo, so I'm blank for a second. We had a lunar eclipse last week, and that lunar eclipse put the spotlight in something called your 10th. And this is an area that you are have been seeing a lot of change and transformation over the last four or five years, since 2018, 2019, when Uranus first went to this place. I know some of you are my clients, and some of you say, well, like, I'm trying to think back, like, what's the story? Well, one, the story is still unfolding. Uranus is in uh, your career sign until, uh, gosh, 2026, April 2026. For others, it's like you can see something, but maybe it hasn't quite come to fruition. Everybody's different. But you, Uranus just says that whatever is going on in your professional life, whatever, whatever your ambition is, however you want to live in the world, it's a time for, like, it... You know, Uranus isn't like things that are inauthentic. It's like, don't be in somebody else's view or framework of what career responsibilities and duties should be. Sometimes Uranus in this space can like really change the way that you see duties and responsibilities or your place in the world. That said, this lunar eclipse really put that part of your life, professional life, uh, career in the spotlight in some way. And maybe you had to make some sort of decision or sort of sort of made a decision, for example. Then there's Saturn. And Saturn has been in your eighth since March. And I'm just going to be real for a second. You have Saturn going through the eighth, which only happens once every 30 years, give or take. It's a time when you have to go into the deepest parts of yourself. You have to face yourself. You need to face your demons. And I know that's a bit of a strong thing to say, but the eighth is where we do the emotional heavy lifting. If you've ever been to therapy, you've been in the eighth, like you know that space. Or maybe therapy is something that you're like, oh, uh, maybe I should do it. And, and I, of course, I can't tell you what to do. It's in, in, in therapy is not for everybody, but the question is, how are you doing the work? How are you showing up for yourself? How are you releasing yourself of the things that have their grip on you? It could be the, the, the hidden motivations within. It could be self-destructive behaviors. Uh, the eighth can also help talk about navigating power, control, and even transformation. Because we can do our deepest and most powerful transformations while 
a major planet, or even Saturn is in the eighth. And the things that you learn during this time with you, these are powerful lessons, and they really, they're, 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 I believe they are the true wealth, because the eighth is also the space of wealth. Of course, it can be physical wealth, that's nice, but you can't take physical wealth with you. You can take the wealth of the things that you've actually learned and the things that you've actually revealed and discovered within. Um, what's after Leo? Virgo. Virgo. So Mercury is your planet and it's still hanging out in Scorpio. It's down in your third. It's a little bit of a busy time for you. Maybe it's an intense time because sometimes, you know, Scorpio is a bit of an intense lens. You naturally want to investigate. You naturally want to have like deep, powerful conversations. Or maybe you have something powerful to say yourself. And Mercury was wrapped up with these eclipses and especially with that lunar eclipse uh, that was just a few days ago in your ninth. And maybe this is like really getting uh, something out, uh, publishing something, speaking your mind that could have could have been a long time coming. Well, that will start to shift in the next week or so when Mercury goes into Sagittarius. But in the meantime, Mercury and Mars are together in the sky. And um, certainly Mercury or Mars doesn't, uh, and, the, and certainly Scorpio doesn't pull its punches. So maybe your words are a little sharp. Um, maybe they need to be sharp. Who knows? That's that's up for you. That's up for you to discover. And then there's Saturn. And Saturn is such a major player in your astrology right now because it's in your seventh. And the seventh is the space of relationships. And, and you've heard me say it's, you know, capital R relationships. These are your primary partnerships, your marriage, the people that you're in a, in a partnership with, or and or it's small R relationships. It's it's everybody. It's how you connect and interact and socialize with people. See what is the story that's happening around relationships and other people since March, June, when Saturn turned retrograde, and then now Saturn turning direct on the 4th of November. Relationships, it's you're building connection, you're building socialization, you're building a partnership. Now and into 2026, of course, everybody is going to live that time differently. Libra, Libra, how are you doing? I know that that eclipse was two weeks ago, but it's a powerful new seed. That seed will take you over the next six months and even into the next year. Libra, so you're starting something. Venus is your planet. Venus is actually still behind the scenes. It's in something called your 12th. And so, yes, it's a time of new beginnings and maybe you're seeing the new beginning. But maybe you need to wait until Venus gets into Libra. And I think I said that's on the 8th of November. So that's next week. And so when Venus goes into Libra, that's when Venus comes home, comes home to the sign that it governs and rules. And it gives life not just to you, but it gives life to this eclipse. So maybe you have a sense that something is changing or you need to take action. You need to be the agent of the change but it's a little bit in the background at the moment. In the meantime, Venus is making opposition to Neptune this week. Maybe you're feeling um, like you need to take a rest. That's the thing about the 12th. It's a time to take a rest. It's a time to prepare. It's a time to shut the past. And Neptune can certainly make you a bit sensitive. So see what the emotions that are coming up for you. Maybe there's a sense of transition. Maybe there's a sense of grief, like healthy grief that can come with these, these life transitions that happen. 
And this is all pre preparing you again for when Libra goes, uh, for when Venus goes into Libra on November 8th. And then there's Saturn. So Saturn is in your six. It'll be in your six until February of 2026. And when Saturn's in the six, you have to understand the six is the space in our astrology that acts like like the operations room. It's it's this is the space where our life needs to have a sense of order, structure, and flow. I know it doesn't sound very exciting, but it's necessary. If you've ever been in a group of people and like nobody's taking the lead, there's no order and structure and flow, it's chaos. And as somebody who has a strong Virgo connection in my chart, it's, you know, annoying too. But this is the time when your human life needs to run. And so the question is for you, Libra, is like, how is your life running? Does the system work? Does it need to change? Does it need to change so it can accommodate other things in your life? For some Libras or Libra Risings, this is a time to focus on health and wellness. Of course, every Libra Libra Rising is going to have, this can be different, but if there's some, this is a time where you've been putting, let's say health on the back burner, you don't want to put health on the back burner, you want to take positive, structural, long-lasting uh, or, or actions for this part of your life. Again, of course, everybody's going to live this differently, but Saturn loves it when we show up and is certainly showing up for our health, showing up for our body, showing up for nutrition and making sure not just our human life, external life runs, but our physiological system runs as well. Scorpio. Happy birthday, Scorpio. So Mars is in your sign. So there's a sense of like, you've got the wind in your sails, you've got the planet that governs you. It's sort of like giving you power, giving you life. Maybe you could use it, Scorpio, because over the past uh, year, uh, gosh, almost two years ago, a year and a half, give or take, you had the south node in your sign. And so having the South Node in Scorpio was a little bit of a mixed bag because it was like the time of endings, having to sort of do this release work as Scorpio that we're like so famous for. But that's my joke about Scorpio is that it'll let go. It will release when it's good and ready. Well, that's the thing about the past uh, couple of years is that it kind of had to. But that said, it's a time of new beginnings regardless of whether your birthday is now, regardless of whether your birthday is later in the season. Um, the Scorpio new moon will be the 13th of November. So if you're born on the 13th, plus or minus a couple of days, you really take that energy of new beginnings with you into the new year. Then there's Saturn. And Saturn for you is in your fifth. And the fifth is the space where we have to really discover who we are. And it's not the who we are of conditioning and programming. It's not even the who we are from that sort of raw personality level. This is this is the space of gifts and talents, abilities, personality, persona, and also the space where we really get into what makes our identity. So over the next two and a half, three years at this point, all the way to February of 2026, it's time for you to take yourself and take your talents seriously, Scorpio. And for some of you, I know you think talents and gifts and you immediately think art. Of course, that's one part of it. But we all have something. And you're like, no, I don't. I'm like, you do. <laughs> we all have something that makes us us and identifies us as us and is something that nobody else can do. Even if it's something really minute, it's the, you're the only person in the universe, literally the only person in the universe 
that can do that. So this is a time where you need to build you, build a sense of the, the, the sense of identity of who you are, really looking back at your life and assessing your talents, gifts and abilities. And maybe for some of you who are creative to use this time to really create something. And for some, uh, the fifth is a space of pregnancy and children. Building something is actually building a baby. So for those that Scorpios for whom this is relevant, this is a time for you to really focus on family, focus on children and, and sort of building that part of your life as well. Sagittarius. Sagittarius, so you hear me say every week, Jupiter is your planet. So Jupiter spends a year in each of the zodiac signs. Right now it's in Taurus, and then in May of 2024, it'll go into Gemini. And I'm actually really intrigued about that because when it goes into Gemini, it's going to start to play off of Saturn. And it really gets into this period where, you know, Saturn's turning uh, direct this week, where it is about settling down. I once said this to a client and, and who was younger, certainly younger than me, because I'm staring down the barrel 45, and I said, settling down. And I, and I went to sort of like, you know, explain what that is and how that can mean different things to different people, and she made a face. So settling down can mean settling down your life, really coming in, anchoring in, anchoring into aspects of home and family. It doesn't mean that you can't keep living your life. But when Saturn goes through the fourth, and Saturn is in your fourth right now, Sagittarius, the big question, questions plural for you right now, is where is home and who is home? And for some people, where is home is a move. That's the answer to the question. For some people, it's really focusing on your family, whether it's your own family, maybe you don't even have family. And maybe you're acutely aware of the necessity for something like family, something like connection that can really anchor us in. If your parents are aging, if they're still with you, maybe they need more attention. But this is a time when you get to the end of 2025, going to the beginning of 2026. And this, this is about really creating something solid in this part of your life. Again, it could be a move. It could be the starting of a family. It could be transition points in your existing family. But it's to really see that connection and really feeling like you belong to something is an important part of the human condition. Jupiter going to Gemini, although I'm getting way ahead of myself, that's in May 2024, focuses on relationships. So you have these two major points that talk about other people, uh, connection, two halves of the, of, the, of the four points of your life. And 2024 and 2025 could be big years for you, Sagittarius. But that said, Saturn turning direct is one part of a, of a story that will begin to be more evident as we get into 2024. So go back to March, go back to June, and then see how it all starts to thread together with November and even the end of October. Capricorn. Capricorn. So Saturn is your planet. It's still hanging out in Pisces. It'll be in Pisces until 2026, except for that little brief uh, three-month visit to Aries in 2025. But that said, uh, Pisces for you is your sign of voice, communication, how you think and listen and learn. It's a time for you to take your voice seriously, to take how you speak, how you listen, and how you learn very seriously. Of course you take it seriously. You're a Capricorn, but how are you building how you hear or how you speak, how you listen, how you learn? 
building could also mean building choices you know the choices that you are making right now in your life are very important because they in a way set up the next big chapter of your life that begins when saturn goes into aries in 2025 in 2026. For some of you, uh, you know, focusing on voice means focusing on education. You're really learning a lot this time. And for some, you're actually being the teacher. People need to hear you. Keep in mind that Saturn is in the same space as Neptune. And Neptune can make you way more intuitive, way more spiritual, way more ungrounded. And Neptune can blur that sort of Capricorn expectancy that everything's going to be in this space because Capricorn is the sign of matter and manifestation and Neptune just blurs the boundaries between this world and the next world. It's a little bit of a trippy, trippy time for you, Capricorn. Uh, but that said, uh, you just had that lunar eclipse in something called your fifth, if I'm, yep, my, your fifth. And so again, this really highlights these sort of bigger questions of, well, who are you? And sort of looking back at sort of the changes and growth and evolution and maybe even radical changes that have happened while Uranus has been in Taurus, has been in your fifth since 2018 and 2019. Aquarius. Aquarius. So Saturn is your planet. I know I say this every week and it will be in Pisces, which is something called your second sign until 2025, 2026. So it's like one of the hands on your personal clock, which is the major hand, Saturn, in your case, because Saturn governs Aquarius, is pointing towards the second for the next two and a half years. The second is money, income, material stability, material security. Of course, every Aquarius is going to live this time differently. But what are you building? You are building your material life. Whether you are really focusing on earning more, making you know, getting very clear about how you want to earn a living, maybe it's spending, investing, making purchases, maybe it's gathering resources, making sure that you have a sense of property and ownership, could even mean um, looking at themes about value and worth, self-worth over the next two and a half years. But this is a very nuts and bolts place for, for Saturn to be. Even if Saturn is your planet, Saturn is pushing you to really make sure your material life is anchored. The irony to all of that is that Saturn's in Pisces. In Pisces, it's like it has to align with your heart. It has to align with your spirit and your soul. It's just not it's just not money for you know accumulation or spending or oh I have this and I'm better than no it's it's to really have a, a, a healthier relationship with the material world maybe you always have but it's just making sure that everything lines up with your deeper convictions your deeper truth and your deeper values um, we are coming across uh, off of a lunar eclipse that happened in your fourth sign of home and family aquarius see what was illuminated for you over the past few days maybe that illumination is still happening um but this is the last eclipse that you're going to have in this part this very sensitive part of the chart it's the fourth is the roots the foundation home and family so you're wrapping up a story because the first eclipse in this series was way back in November of 2021. Finally, Pisces. Pisces, so lots going on in your sign at the moment. Saturn is turning direct. So 
go back Pisces go back to March because that was the month that Saturn entered your sign for the first time in 30 years yes 30 years last time Saturn was in Pisces 94 95 and 96 Saturn in your sign and this is a little bit different if you're a Pisces Sun versus Pisces rising because the Sun is a point of vitality for the chart but let's look at it both ways. You know, Saturn in, let's say, Pisces rising, you're at the start of a 30-year chapter. And this 30-year chapter is sort of, you know, you, maybe you're feeling like you have to take more responsibilities. Maybe you're feeling like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. Maybe you're feeling like um, you have to really stand on your own two feet at the moment. Pisces sun, maybe you're feeling time, karma, aging. That's my doggy. <laughs> Maybe you're feeling like you've got um, maybe not as much energy or maybe Saturn, you know, on the other side of things is really pushing you to take more responsibilities. Maybe you have a title after your name that you didn't have before, whether you become a parent, whether that's a career move. But Saturn really talks about the milestones of life. Saturn did turn retrograde back in June and see how events of now thread back to June and thread back even to March. But when we get to 2026, in theory, we should see these points that all connect and that talks about the bigger story of this major time in your life. We are again coming off of that lunar eclipse that was in your third sign of voice and communication. Maybe you received news, maybe it was just about major conversations, maybe you've had to really talk about things and maybe free your voice. Um, Jupiter is in that space and Jupiter does govern you. So one of the major you know, energies of your life, that's my dog, is pointing towards the third. So that's a bit of a curious, inquisitive time for you and one where it's very it's focusing on education. That's my dog. Um, say, hi, say hi, buddy. Focusing on education, taking classes, and maybe just it's just a lot of movement in your life. At the moment so a little cameo for my dog so that is your look at the astrology of this week um, this is um, I almost said March guys I got Saturn and Pisces in the brain um, October 30th through November 5th 2023 so I see some familiar faces I appreciate you all um, as you may know that you can always follow me online I'm on Facebook I'm on Instagram I'm on Spotify I'm on YouTube you can sign up for my newsletter. I put a newsletter out first thing every Monday morning. And of course, you can book a consultation with me. And I assure you, we will talk about Saturn. And you will see how Saturn is building and constructing your life towards a bigger goal and a bigger purpose. So anyway, follow me. I'm at poweringastrology.com. I'll see you all next week. Happy Halloween. Happy Samhain. And until next time, take care. Bye-bye.